What's up, family? So I'm excited about this topic, but I want to first say thanks for listening to my podcast and showing up for me. We're going to talk about social media life today versus real life. And today's topic was submitted by a local Houston artist by the name of Leslie Marie Diaz. She's an urban body painter. She does murals. She's a painter and she works on mosaics. So really great art by a local Houston artist. Please check her out. And if you want to hop on over to her IG, we're going to look at Leslie Marie Diaz, L-E-S-L-E-Y-M-A-R-I-E-D-I-A-Z. Leslie Marie Diaz. Check her out. Cool stuff there. And a good personal close art friend of mine as well. Social media life versus real life. (laughs) Often we get into this realm sometimes where we get to... um, poke fun at when we have this conversation of people being fake or putting on a front or uh, flashing this lifestyle on social media. That seems to always be the conversation that is on the forefront or we make fun or poke fun or get annoyed or whatever. We just have feelings, uh, connotations about when we see couples constantly posting that they're happy in love, but you notice that it's a friend who's always happy in love every few months or every other year with someone new. (laughs) And um, you will know that person in real life to know that they're really not that much of a positive person or they're really not that successful or what their situation really is versus what they try to put on social media. And I think that's going to be kind of where I kind of anchor this into where I'm going to go with my perspective on social media life versus real life. And I'm going to use myself for an example. So at this point, I'm pretty pretty much just talking about me, but not in some crazy way. Just bear with me and let's, let's go down this rabbit hole together. So I do have, and I can openly admit, I do have a different personality uh, to a certain degree when it comes to social media life versus my real life. Now, in my real life, I'm pretty private. I do have my own personal struggles and sometimes I share them on social media because over time I've realized when your authenticity really matters the most is when you're being truthful and you're not afraid to hide certain aspects of your life. But equally, I still want some sense of privacy. I could never put my family or, you know, a loved one so openly on such a brutal platform such as social media in general. And the reason why I call it brutal is because the first part of my life, you know, I am a zennial, you know, I'm 35 years old. So just as much as I used to print out my directions on MapQuest and would have to read them to go places. I also, before that had to read an Atlas, which my father taught me how to navigate and like maps of that matter. But equally now I get to enjoy the technology in my phone of having a GPS do most of the thinking and communicating and problem solving for me. But I've also got to bear witness to the birth of social media and what it's become. There once was a time where stuff was really, really fun, like they often do start out in the beginning, and then it gets pretty, pretty dark sometimes. And if you ever want to know the temperament of the world, for me, I've learned the best tool to use for that is to just go to the comments and read the comments of whatever the topic is, you will see raw emotion there. 
you will see anger, you will see frustration, you will see religious views, political views, racial views, um, and they're not always pleasant. And it doesn't sometimes matter if the content was negative or positive or accurate or inaccurate. Some people just are assholes to each other <laughs> for no reason. And we'll talk to each other like that again and again and again and again. And I hate that because in real life, you wouldn't be the quote unquote keyboard gangster that you are displaying on the internet. But when it comes to me, I try to not so much get into these debates. Typically, I just don't even engage. If I see something I disagree with, I just kind of disagree with it. It just keeps scrolling because I don't really want to deal with the backlash of someone attacking me and my moral character just based off of, you know, something I had to say because my opinion was a little bit different than theirs. And I just think that's silly sometimes that a person will go to that extreme to do that on such a public platform just to make you feel bad, to make them themselves feel better to people that they don't even know, or maybe they know like maybe eight or ten of them, and to get their ego stroked. I just think that's ridiculous. Um, you guys wouldn't talk to each other like this person to person. And we've even had these discussions and saw on social media, you know, with the fights or being people being confronted. And it's all just silly. It's kind of a waste of a, the technology, if you ask me. There's so much um, at your fingertips with these mobile phones and the internet now. I don't know why people feel the need to put so much energy into creating a facade. But for me, it's trying to create a boundary of privacy. So that is my excuse for having a different set of social media life versus a different set of my real life. Um, but I am, as I continue to go through this process, it's interesting for me because I get to grow along with it because I, I observe a lot. I take in more content more than I produce it. <laughs> but that's for you know my own research purposes. I wanna see what's going on sometimes. Quite often on my, you know, personal Facebook or Instagram or what have you, I really don't use Twitter that much because I don't like it. It just kind of feels like a platform where people are just shouting random things and you're reading other people's random things. I really don't get much um, out of that platform for me personally, but I do have a Twitter and occasionally I do post to it, but not very often. I'm really more active on the Facebook and Instagram platforms, but... Even with that, I still try to create a sense of, hey, this is mainly about art, this is mainly about the podcasts, or the Stop Doing Things You Don't Like collection and movement that I just began within the last year. So I'm not really here for anything personal in between, but I've also realized, you know, coining it back into that authenticity that sometimes you have to be honest and raw about who you are. So I don't try to share that for 15 years of my life. I did a whole bunch of things that I didn't really like. I thought I would like them, got into it and was like, no, this, this, this isn't it. This doesn't feel right. You know, I don't hide that I deal with depression and that I have PTSD. I don't really hide um, a whole lot of things anymore that I used to because I realized that I'm giving so much more value in the content to my followers and my fans and my collectors or what have you that people who just like what I do and what I'm trying to do and which is just to inspire people to stop doing things you don't like through the artwork um, through any means necessary through all these different platforms that I do use 
So I appreciate you all for being here, but equally, there's certain aspects of my life I just don't care to share on social media. So you'll get a few jokes from me, you'll get a few little cheeky comments, you'll get me calling out a few social injustices, if you will. I'm not always going to agree with someone just because they look like me. I'm not always going to agree with someone just because we're from the same area. I'm not going to agree with someone just because we may have had a similar upbringing. I have a very strong moral compass and sometimes I don't always make the best calls with myself, but I do my best that I can when I feel like something just doesn't feel right. Like your intuition or your gut, whatever you want to call it, but just that thing that tells you, hey, that this doesn't feel right. So I think it gets silly that people get wrapped up in the idea that they constantly have to be happy for other people in order to enjoy social media because you don't. I mean, sure, likes and follows feel good, but are they really that necessary for your self-esteem to not put your content out there, to not be more genuinely yourself, not to flex more of that authenticity because no one can be you or do you better than you. And I'm a very, very firm believer of that. And not because of the type of artwork I do or my own particular background. It's just I know that there's not another me. So why not dive deeper into me with sharing that? So the more I practice with putting things out there on social media, the more comfortable I get with sharing more aspects of my life. But at the same time, I, sometimes I leave things very open-ended, very vague or very broad because I don't want to always chime in or clue in my actual position on a topic. Like I said, I've been in the comments where I've read how people responded to certain things, um, seeing people argue with each other. I mean, you're really using your thumb aggressively <laughs> to tell someone how you feel, but on your social media, you're still popping bottles and acting like you're this big, you know, um, whatever it is, image that you want to portray. But people know the truth when they get around you for real and they get in your presence and they know exactly who you are. And that's why I'm so deeply rooted in my own authenticity because I don't want to be a fake person online and I also don't want to be a fake person in real life. But I understand that there are also some boundaries with social media I need to have in place for my own mental health, uh, for my family's mental health and safety, and for anyone around me that I actually care about. So there's not a whole lot of information on me out there about exactly where I live in Houston or where I check in. Um, those are things I just kind of try to dial back on because I have been in a situation, this happened about 10 years ago in Houston, that I went to a restaurant, I checked in, and then like s someone showed up to see me at the restaurant that I didn't <laughs> invite out with me. And you know, this is when I was in my early 20s. So this was back before the days of Uber and Lyft. Like, we really got to think about the change and the shift with social media and technology and what it's done for us over time that people felt so safe to just, oh, she's here, let me just pull up. That made me uncomfortable. But now we're in the age of Uber and Lyft. <laughs> and now we call a complete stranger um, to get in a car that we don't know with an individual we don't know and trust them to safely take us to our next destination. And then sometimes, you know, we're drunk, we're not feeling well, what have you. Uh, just like these DoorDash services, we're now trusting someone to go pick up our food for us and bring it to us, you know, and not tamper with it or touch it or steal anything. And I've heard the horror stories with that too. We always try to put on this big face 
on social media, this image that we want to portray versus what goes on in real life. And I kind of always noticed this since I was a kid. It's like, uh, it, it st- for me, it started out with fast food commercials, right? We would see the uh, nice, big, juicy burger or crunchy fries or whatever, but when we'd get it, it'd be all like limp, half cold, and like all just smeared all over the place. I'm like, man, this product does not look like a picture, but for whatever reason, uh, we keep buying it. <laughs> that just kind of further drives home my point of being fake on social media and then being completely different in real life with your personality. Um, you're trying to present this big glamour lifestyle or this happiness, this abundant um, positive thing that you are, but deep down we kind of can read between the lines sometimes. There's things there that just don't add up. You know, you have to walk it how you talk it in a sense, and that's what I try to do with my social media. So as much as I will call out my social injustices or things that I disagree with, I also offer a lot of times my transparency and my reasoning how I landed there. And I think that's where we get lost sometimes in social media life versus real life. We feel the need to always show but not always back up. And sometimes we can't even back up because what we're trying to show is completely false to begin with. I used to be on social media making sure that I didn't offend anyone, um, that I wouldn't harm anyone with my words. You know, if, if someone and I started getting into a debate online, um, it would actually really bother me that I made them that angry just by wanting to share my thoughts. But equally to me, that just comes off really fucking primitive. <laughs> it does. If someone disagrees with you, it shouldn't make you so angry that now the only way that you can respond to them is by insulting them. Listen to their statement and try to debunk it. Give them some facts. Ask them for some facts. Ask them why they feel the way they feel. And then maybe calmly try to give that insight back. I have had my opinions about things before and people have most certainly disagreed. And equally, I have disagreed with them too. But they were able to give me some type of substance to their arguments where it would change my perspective and even though I still didn't have to agree with them if I didn't want to but then it kind of opened my mind up and made me think and then maybe my stance changed on it over time and my stance even as an adult has changed with social media you know over time like I said about 10 years ago I consumed more content on social media than I produced it I didn't pay attention to comments. Um, I used to be someone who would get in comments and chime in. I wanted to be a part of that shit show that's called the comments. <laughs> Not so much anymore. I just kind of read them and shake my head and keep scrolling because it's so much more easier and peaceful for me sometimes to just keep scrolling. It's just the internet. Uh, there's not going to be a shortage of content. People are producing at exceptional rates every day. I, I try to post, you know, posting my content for the podcast and then the stop doing things you don't like collection and then you know for my art these are all different facets that I try to hit on multiple platforms during several times of the day because I'm really just trying to share my mission and get myself out there but equally I want to show that I am open I am authentic you know I do do art I do have opinions I am outspoken but I actually do have the receipts in the background to back up the insight I have and why I have it. A lot of the reasons why I even started this podcast was because people in my real life 
would come up to me and say, hey, you say some pretty, some pretty deep shit on your Facebook statuses. You should really find a way to share this. Now, at the time, it was interesting. It was older people at the time saying this to me a lot. Um, and, and older people, and I don't even really think 50 is like old, to be honest with you, but they're older than me. So <laughs> um, it would be older people telling me, hey, this is like good stuff. You should put it out there. You know, in their mindset, they're not going to think about a podcast, but someone's a little bit younger who had the that now have the options of social media and knowing how to use it a little bit better. It then dawned on me, someone was like, hey, maybe you should start a podcast and talk about your experiences, you know, the past 15 years of your life and how you're able to have this perspective and this transparency now moving forward in the world. And at first I was very, very, very shy about it. I hid behind social media and only wanted to show, you know, what I thought could be lucrative or what would give me an edge on trying to get myself out there over other people. And a lot of times that would be something, you know, like I would make a post but I wouldn't fully post how I fully felt about the topic. But I realized over time when I started doing that on my personal Facebook with my personal Facebook friends, then I would get so much more value and feedback out of that type of content, which kind of led to the podcast. So now that we're talking about social media life versus real life, now I have taken more components of my real life to display over on the social media side because I care about the type of content and the value it has when I produce it. Unlike making sure that I show you guys that I sold a piece of artwork, you know, and now I'm celebrating, look at my food, I'm so happy I'm living the life, but deep down inside, I could have been maybe two days away from not being able to make my car payment that month because these are things that we go through as an entrepreneur. And rather than hide that from you guys, rather than try to tell you that if you go for this and you work hard and like you eat dirt for one or two years and you live well below your means, that one day it's just going to pop off for you. It, that could happen, but results are not typical. <laughs> And they most certainly aren't for me or anyone else for that matter. I think a lot of us are out here just trying to figure it out together as a collective. And sometimes that can get really scary. That can get really, you know, it's unknown territory, especially when you're trying to build a business. And this is a good example that I try to use when I'm talking to my friends when they're complaining. Well, not really complaining. We're just kind of venting to each other about, you know, not being able to get more followers or, you know, we're doing the same things that other people are doing, but we're not getting the same results. Why not? And I think it's because people don't understand the power of authenticity in who you are and what you can provide. If you would just simply say what you need to say, see how it does in the market. Let the market decide. The market is the comment sections, the likes. Look at your own data from your own creation that you put out there and see what it's doing for you. Now, equally, I get how that can be, you know, very frustrating because I know artists uh, and it doesn't matter if they're in the music industry or if they're in the drawing, painting, actual fine art industry, they will do something, you know, one time and they just wanted to see how it did. They didn't necessarily like it, but now they're stuck in this conundrum of doing it to be a people pleaser, a crowd pleaser. And now you're no different than putting on the fake facade in social media than versus being your real person. I've had artists be like, hey, I've done this one painting. It sold really fast. I got a lot of requests to do more paintings, but you know what? I don't really like doing, I don't know, dog portraits, whatever. I'm just pulling something out of the air. And now they're stuck being the dog portrait artist 
in their local city and they're so miserable but this is now what they've created on social media saying that they were happy to do it and blah 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 um and i'm like well why don't you just say you only do them or you know only open them at certain times like if you want to request a, you know you can set your own boundaries don't let these people on social media push you around i know that we're all trying to make it out here but like just like the market just like we tell take 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 our country or maybe um here in america from the rest of you guys that are listening from other places real quick thank you for just caring and wanting to be here let's talk about toilet paper since that seems to be a hot topic here <laughs> in the united states with the coronavirus for whatever reason people are just buying up more toilet paper than they are water um and i don't even want to talk about it but let's take about let, let's talk about how we put the value on toilet paper we all collectively as a community of people regardless of race creed gender background sexuality orientation whatever have agreed that we're willing to pay X amount of dollars for a roll of toilet paper. Um, so the companies know that they can price these things and you will pay for it and that's what they do. Why do you not treat your own business model or yourself the same way? If there's something that you're doing that you like, if there's something that you're doing that you don't like, then place some boundaries in place to where you can only have limited editions of it thus actually creating more value for yourself there's a reason why you know supreme only releases a certain amount of t-shirts or items per year because they know that that drives up the value so if there's something that you don't like doing per se like let's say the dog portraits then only allow yourself to do it once or twice a year still put some money and some food in your pocket and you know that income in your household but don't make yourself miserable and sacrifice your entire career or your goals just because something's working right now in the short term because eventually you know things everything that you do is essentially going to be a trend any artist who made it in the industry whether you look at music or art or what have you they had their time and then eventually their time was up and their career is over the same thing's going to happen to you so why not just do it the way that you want to do it while you're doing it social media life versus real life and so i just want to say you know keep pushing and keep trying to be more authentic about who you are and what you have going on and what you want to do and then it might be a slower build but it's going to be a more quality build you know i don't want a mass of bot followers <laughs> i don't want a mass of people who just showed up just because some other people showed up i want people who are here for my content and me that really are here for my content and me because i'm essentially here for you guys because i wanted that that's my thing as an artist i want to inspire people to stop doing things you don't like and the only way that you can ever stand behind your own brand fully and be fully committed in my opinion you can totally disagree is that when you stop trying to divide so much of the social media facade versus your real life people want to know you they don't they don't really care about that fabricated version of you they might uh, you know the instagram model thing is kind of dying down now but you know they might like that but as far as your personality they don't know anything about you it is so refreshing to me when i go out to these events sometimes or other artists here in houston say hey i listen to your podcast or other collectors people whoever who just stumble upon it that might email me and say hey 
I listen to your podcast and I they're able to engage in an actual real conversation with me when they get in front of me versus all versus that very that conversation that I kind of can't stand when I'm in a you know conversation with a group of people and they're like hey do you follow blah 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 on Twitter or Instagram oh yeah I follow him too did you see the picture yeah I saw the picture you guys will probably never talk to that person <laughs> and if you did what would you talk about I hate that when I equally get someone in my face and uh, they don't have anything to talk about to me it's just very empty, very casual conversation. And nothing's wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having an icebreaker and being in that moment. And, you know, I get that socializing for a lot of people is awkward. It's awkward for me and I still get anxiety about it and still mostly don't like it, which is why I kind of like the podcast became this platform for me now to kind of share a little bit more about myself, my authenticity with my audience and the people around me that I care about and I want to do things for and inspire. So it's a beautiful process for me, too, and it's great having so many people here along in this journey. But what I'm saying is that you don't always have to put so much value on social media that you guys do. You don't have to put so less value on your real life that you do. People like to hear a good story, and that sounds cliche, but it is true. And not that I'm here to entertain anyone with any stories or that matter. I really want to impact for change, but like no one really can be you better than you. So why not be that truthful you? If you don't get followers because you like to say the F-bomb, because I do, but I try to use it a lot less. <laughs> um, it is not that I don't know how to express myself with other words, but when I say that word, I feel good saying it. <laughs> I feel like it definitely expresses the emotions or, or you know the feelings in the context of which I want to use it. And I shouldn't have to sacrifice that just to make other people happy. There are people in celebrities, social media, whatever, that you guys can't stand because they are just blatantly, um, authentically themselves. And you may not like that personality type, but what does your opinion matter to the thousands, if not millions, of people who love this person's personality? And they are just making it so easy on themselves by just being themselves. So I find that even for me and my mental health, it's a lot easier for me to just be honest in both facets.